Africa Connected, your link to Africa's markets. Brought to you by Standard Bank. Moving forward. Hashtag Africa Connected. It's uh, Africa Connected time once again. And Lee, host of Africa State of Mind, the podcast series, is in Cote d'Ivoire this week, uh, specifically Abidjan. Um, and earlier on uh, in your stay, Lee, you spoke to the CEO of Citrons, which is in a partnership with Nautic Africa, a South African shipbuilding company that's based in Cape Town. Firstly, yes, it's been, firstly, yes, it's been, how have your first 24 hours in Abidjan been? And can you tell us more about this agreement? Um, my first 24 hours, firstly, have been phenomenal. Um, it's my first time in Francophone Africa and the, just the texture, um, and the, the, the way the people are and the way the systems run seems to be totally different to other parts of the continent that I've been to. And I've been pleasantly surprised in general. Um, it's just been phenomenal and you can see a lot of, um, construction going on and, you know, in a country that is really on the move and it's on the up and up. And this agreement uh, between uh, Nautic Africa um, as well as Citrans, what is the detail of this agreement? How does it work? So basically, um, so basically, Nautic Africa is responsible for building ships, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Citroën is basically, they're responsible for ferries. So um, a lot of people in, in Cote d'Ivoire, that's basically how they travel is through the ferries. Now, this deal is valued at about 347 million rand. Um, and so part of the deal is that there would be um, 18 ferries that are made from in Cape Town and they shipped out to um, Cote d'Ivoire. And one of the amazing things is that with Citroën, they, um, they're one of the ferry companies who've done this deal. And they've created jobs with regards to managing the lines and the ferries and all the rest for the average um, um, Ivorian. So it's been really great in terms of job creation. It's a whole other sector that has come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been doing pretty well. And Citroën, just to mention, has only been in business since September 2017. And already um, by the end of 2018, you know, they'll probably have about 200 um, full-time staff who will be working with them. I mean, and they're obviously only just one of the ferry companies, but that's how fast it is that things are actually growing. And how has the Ivorian government implemented the public-private partnership and which sectors have been uh, affected? So the sectors that have been affected um, with regards to the, the PPP is pretty much um, the transport, agriculture, and those sort of sectors. And what government has done is that they've decided to outsource that to private business so that they can, you know, create um, effective economic change and they can, it can be well managed. So business will be run by business people. But there is also quite a strict uh, report and feedback kind of culture. So it's not that you get the tender and you run away with it. You actually have to feedback and report, um, you know, how many people are making, are, are getting jobs out of it, how is impacting your particular sector and all the rest. So that's going well. Um, and then also what's quite interesting is that when it comes to healthcare and education, um, government has decided to keep that um, sector underneath government because it's something they really want to focus on. And for them, when you think of um, healthcare and education, it's more, it's not seen as a privilege as much as it is a right for every citizen to have the best possible. So government is closely monitoring that and that they've kept under um, government control. Uh, Citroën is mainly a ferry company and they're responsible for transporting a large number of people, particularly from the lower income areas into the city. Um, how well or how do they compare with the other modes of transport and the impact on, um, you know, the average Ivorian? As you mentioned, they've been in business since, is it September 2017? 17, um, yes. And so how have they been doing in this particular uh, industry? 
Yeah, so they've done really well. So basically, um, if you consider um, a large amount of the people in, in Abidjan specifically will actually live in an area called Yopogom. Um, and so and people just come into the city to work. It's that kind of um, idea. And prior to people really using ferries all that much, it would take you an average of two hours um, either both ways to get two hours to get to work and two hours to get back from work. Now, with companies like Citroën and other ferry companies coming up, it's an average of 10 minutes. So it cuts your travel down to a fraction, quite literally, of what it was before. And obviously, um, with the travel time being cut down, we all know what it's like um, You know, when you're Joburg, for example, everybody wants to live as close to possible as they can to work. And so it's really just changed the way that people travel. It's changed the way that they work because two hours versus 10 minutes is, is not even comparable at all. Uh, and what is next on your uh, trip in Abidjan? What do you hope to see next while you're there? Um, wow, I have quite a few things lined up while I'm, I'm here. There's a designer in Abidjan who basically um, has recently showcased and she's done a partnership with David Clale, so we're going to go speak to her. And she also outsources from local um, textiles. We're also going to be looking at a droning company and just how it is that they, they're working with droning in the agriculture sector in Abidjan. Um, yeah, and we're actually going to a restaurant called Normi, Norima Restaurant. Um, and just it's like one of the most creative kind of art-based restaurant so we're going to do that and of course the chocolate <laughs> we're going to a chocolate factory um you know where they're looking at um, just kind of pushing that through more into the local market and and all, as well as the cashew industry because the government is really trying to push um the whole idea of of people um you know of, of instead of just exporting chocolate um, cashew nuts out of out of um, Cote d'Ivoire, they're also trying to make sure that people in factories are able to prepare it and be able to sell it from here to the rest of the world. And there's the gold industry as well, which has come under, the, which has fallen under the radar for the most part because people think of Cote d'Ivoire, they think of cocoa, they think of, um, of, of cashew nuts and all of that. But a lot of times people don't realize just the um, impact of the gold um, mining um, sector and how much it is actually contributing to the economy of the country. So we'll be speaking to somebody about that as well. Lee, thank you very much for chatting to us this afternoon. Thank you, Googs. Enjoy your afternoon. Thank you so much. That's Lee Kasumba on the line to us from Abidjan in Cote d'Ivoire, uh, of course, as part of Africa Connected. And for more on Lee's travels, go to africaconnected.co.za. Simon Bank calls Africa home and drives her growth. Combining their strong African presence with global capabilities, Standard Bank supports businesses that need a banking partner who knows Africa. Standard Bank has partnered with 702 on Africa Connected to give you in-depth, first-hand insights into Africa's diverse markets and the innovative solutions that come from Africa. Standard Bank, moving forward.